Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. <sighs> What's happening? I'm Cujo Goody, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Man, see? Moves to make, places to go, people to see. So wake and bake, milk the sheep, go have to count me. Miles to fit. All right, so we got the legendary Cujo Goody back on Off the Porch with us. Love again, the porch, man. love the porch, man. Yeah, welcome back, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, man. That. How you feeling today? Feeling good, man. You know, it's another beautiful day in the A, you know what I'm saying? Cloudy skies, but you know, we're going to get through it. Yeah. Always a good day in the A, man. Especially on the southwest side, you know what I mean? Of course, man. Swats, yes, sir. Yeah, appreciate you coming back by, man. You know, we had you up here with the whole gang, but yeah, 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 we got to hear all these stories, oh, man. Yeah, of course, so you know, it's course, definitely got to get you in, kind of get you know everything that's going on. Of course, on with man. You, I love, like I say, man, I love the porch, man. A lot of stuff started from the porch, you know what Real I mean, shit. So, man. And then to come back, man, and um, show that love, bro. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, so let's take it back to your porch, man. So are you from East Point or where are you from exactly? Actually, I'm um, born and raised in Northwest Atlanta. Okay. Where they might, they used to call it Bankhead. Hmm. So I was born off, uh, well, let me skip, born in Piedmont Hospital. Okay. Born and raised in Northwest Atlanta. My area is zone one over by what they used to call Bankhead. You okay. I'm saying Bankhead Hollywood Road. Not too far from here, actually. Not huh? too far from here, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. stomping grounds. How would you describe that area back then when you were growing up there? <clears throat> um, it was a fun area, man. You know what I mean? It was, um, actually, that was my, uh, my grandmama stayed in that area, but we stayed like five minutes away down Bankhead. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we stayed in like apartments. But when we went over to my grandmama's house, it was a house. You feel me? So it was like we could go different neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? It was like on some real some real um, knucklehead young boy type stuff, you know what I mean? Bicycles, riding bikes, playing hide and seek, you know what I'm saying? Playing in the creeks, you know what I'm saying? Just some typical, um, typical hood stuff, man, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, do you visit that area often now? Oh, man, yeah, yeah. The last time I visited that area, man, Definitely wasn't the same, man. Yeah. What, yeah. what all has changed? Wow, man. Well, like I said, I stayed on, um, well, I stayed off of uh, Hollywood Road in Mildred Place where my grandmama stayed or whatever. And it was the main road, which was Bankhead, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right off of Wood Street, you know, me and my brother used to play in the creek and then we used to come up out of the woods and right across the street used to be a Kmart, used to be a, a food giant. It was just a big old open spot, man. We used to go in, man. There used to be toys in there, man. Used to candy, you know what I'm saying? Slushes, all type of stuff, man. Mm. So it was a real fun part of town, man. And it was, a lot has changed, man. Like departments that I used to stay in, man, they, they're no longer there anymore. Yeah. So I used to stay in uh, Chapel Forest, straight tore it down, you know what mm. I mean? Tore down. Uh, I used to go to um, a recreation center over there off of, uh, Hollywood Road called Gun Club. Okay. There's a little recreation center, man. Had a swimming pool, you know what I'm saying? Basketball court, you know what I'm saying? Kids can come and play, gone. Hmm. You know what I mean? So a lot of stuff has changed on that side of town, man. I used to go to uh, Carter G. Woodson Elementary School on that side of town. So a lot has changed, man. It's been gentrified, I say that. Oh, wow. Gentrified, yeah. 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 But you know, stuff got to change, man. Things ain't going to remain the same, you know what I mean? What type of impact did it have when they tore down all the projects here in Atlanta? Hmm. 
Well, you know, I could say it was a um, it was a pros and it was cons to it. You know what I mean? A lot of people got you know what I'm saying got put out their houses and got had to find other places to go, and you know what I'm saying it opened up the city for uh, other people to come in and and um, visit and decide they want to live here or not. Hmm. You know what I mean? So you know you got to take the good with the bad. That's just how things are, man. You know, when you get older, you just that's just life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just life. Yeah, see, they're about to they're closing down Four Seasons. And that was like the last one standing, right? Yeah, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't realize it, man. They think that people is doing people a disservice, man. But sometimes people doing that to save you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because them projects was dangerous at one point. You know what I mean? So, man, I'm big up, man. If you tear down something to make something better, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? But my thing was to um, make sure that the people had adequate places to stay, you know what I'm saying, before you push them out like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, it seems like people don't know where they're, where they're going. Nah, it, it did, man. Especially, I mean, it happens. It happened quick too, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then people had to find money to do this and do that, and um, it wasn't always um, they weren't always able to do that. You know what I mean? But like I say, big up to people like uh, like Ti, man, that's fixing up the neighborhood. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Putting lofts and, and and things of that nature down there. Him and Killer Mike doing with the uh, Bankhead Seafood. So. You know what I'm saying? He, he's another person that grew up on that side of town. You feel me? So big ups to him, man, for coming back into the neighborhood and at least, you know what I'm saying, letting it look better. You yeah, feel me? absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned your brother. Is he your older brother or your younger brother? My younger brother, man. Okay. Matter of fact, he act like my older brother, but yeah, my <laughs> definitely my youngest brother, man. And um, my only brother. And yeah. um, he has a lot of insight on a lot of things, man, especially like if, I, if I'm doing something. I might take it to him because he's a real critic. You know what I mean? Jack, he's my brother, man. He gonna definitely keep it real. So shout out to Flapzilla, my kinfolk, Flapzilla, my blood. Yeah. How much younger is he than you? He's just a year younger than me, man. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. I go check him out over there for um, Boulder Crest. You know what I'm saying? Razor line, haircuts, man. Ask for Flap, man. He'll tie you up. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you? Jumped out the porch with as far as. Just life in general. Just life like in general. Like when you general. got out there and saw, all right, right it's a lot right. different than just being in the house here. I think it was after high school, you know what I'm saying, things started getting real after high school. You know what I mean? Because you definitely off of the porch. It's either you're going to get a job, uh, you're going to uh, go to the service, or you're going to uh, play sports. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those were the, the three options, the three first three options that I had. You know what I mean? And noticed that rapping or uh, music went went nowhere <laughs> in, in there. You know what I mean? Really? So yeah, that's that's my thing, man. After after I got to high school, man, that's when you really jump off the porch because you got responsibilities. You know yeah. what I mean? So were you working a regular job? What you choose? Oh man, I had a uh, temporary jobs, man. Hmm. Temp jobs. You know what I mean? I used to work at Six Flags. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, used to work at the airport. You know what I'm saying? At one time. Matter of fact, man, I had got my lifeguard license, man, from uh, Perry Home. I used to be a, a lifeguard, oh, really? yeah, a lifeguard back in the day. So that was one of my um, one of the most funnest jobs that I did have, hmm. being a lifeguard. Cause uh, there I met uh, I met Chris Cross's brother. Um, there we used to be lifeguard together, man. Oh so, wow, I didn't know that. Hey man, so it's a small world, man. Small <laughs> world, man. Small world. So who introduced you to like the studio and actually rapping then? Man, you know what? I got to I got to attribute that to um the real studio and the real rap. I got to attribute that to Ray Murray, man, okay. with uh, with organized noise, man. You know what I'm saying? Coming up with uh, with him over in East Point, visiting uh, Big Gip, and uh, visiting and Ray Murray over there, man. You know they was he was definitely on some um some real humble beginnings, man, with with his production. You know what I mean? So. Once I seen them doing it, and, and I thought that I could do it also, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, there then we had a group together, man, called Six Sense, and uh, I was the hype man, though, you know what I mean? I wasn't ready for the rap yet because <laughs> my voice hadn't developed yet, you know what uh -huh. I'm saying? My voice was still sounding like a, I sounded like Easy e man, in a six-foot tall man body, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, my voice had to catch up, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely got a tribute, really, the studio atmosphere, the studio vibe, Definitely came from around by those, yeah. those guys, yeah. What were those studio sessions like, just being able to soak up that game from them, though? Man, it was actually, to me, it was kind of fun, man. You know what I mean? Because I had a chance to get away from the house, 
You know what I mean? I ain't had to worry about nobody telling me what to do. You know what I mean? So it was just like a, just like a day, man. Just like how we used to be at the dungeon, man. Spending the night at the dungeon, man. It was a, it was almost like camp. You know what I mean? So I was in a spot where I had never heard, you know what I'm saying? James Brown uh, sampled like that. You know what I mean? That was that was one of Ray's main things that I heard him sampling was um, James Brown. You know what I'm saying? And I got to give a shout out to Joseph Kahn too, man, because uh, Mrs. Kahn's uh, son, he definitely had um, some music equipment over there too, man. It, okay. it peaked, my, peaked my stuff, man, and trying to get into the music, man. Yeah. Right, right. So I think um, Call of the Wild, that's probably the first mm. time a lot of people probably heard you, right? Call of the Wild, yeah. So yeah. how did that whole song come about? Call of the Wild, man. Um, like I said, man, we was we was getting our chance with um with um organized noise and um Ian Burke, his idea was man, you guys just come on out, you know what I'm saying, as one group as a goodie mob. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And the Call of the Wild song, man... It was a long verse, man. My verse probably was over 16 bars, you know what I mean? And uh, all our verses probably was over 16 bars. But Call of the Wild, man, you know, Dre, Big Boy, we was all, we was real close, still close to this day. We was just like, man, spending the night at the dungeon all the time. So it wasn't no thing for us to vibe together like that, man. So it was just a vibe that came true. You know what I'm saying? It started from the dungeon, and then all of a sudden we we got a chance to come to the big studio to lay the vocals down for real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just thought that was awesome, man. We was able to to actually record something, man. That's that's the thing, man, because we couldn't really record at the dungeon like we wanted to at that time. Mm-hmm. So we had to venture out, man, and uh, record the music the way we could, man. Yeah. And man, just record with my little brothers, man. That was that was awesome, man. It was just a it was just a thing with us, man. I, I didn't know that we was gonna be recording more and more like that, man. We was just, you know what I'm saying, trying the range, testing the range, man. You know what I'm saying, testing the skills out. Yeah, made history with that. Man, made sure. history, didn't even know it, man. Yeah. Didn't even know it. What'd you think of Dre and Big Boy when you first met them? Man, I thought that they were some, uh, some hungry cats, man. <laughs> some hungry young dudes, man, just ready to help put Atlanta on the map, man. I just thought that was amazing, man, because they was definitely four, uh, four and three years younger than us. But just for them to have that, that, that tenacity, man, to want to put Atlanta on the map, man, and just really want to just dive head first into this music, man. I thought that that was, that was awesome, man. I just thought that that was real um, inspiring and motivating, you know what I mean? Just awesome, man. Just how organized noise just took them up on their wings and they was just able to able to observe their big brothers, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then not only just take a little bit from everybody, but also, man, sell records. You know what I'm saying? They was able to sell records, man. That first album with platinum, man. <laughs> out the door, that first album, man. So big up to it, man. It came at a, at a at a perfect time, man, to where people was looking for something, something new, man. Yeah. Jamming too. Something jamming, but also something new and different. And you were around for most of those studio sessions, right? Yeah, I definitely was, man. As all of the rest of the mob, but definitely, man, um, it was a family thing, man. Yeah. It's a family thing because if it was a good thing to come to the studio, because like I said, man, it was like a home away from home, man. Like you don't know if it's day or night. You go in at daytime, you come out, it's night. You go in night to come in, you come out day. Just as long as you working, man, just completing the song. 
And our thing was being able to hear the song played back, you know what I'm saying, when we done with it, man. Yeah. You feel me? That was the that was the awesome part of it right there, man. Awesome, man. Was there at some point where you realized, all right, this is a classic album, boy. These guys are making some music that's really, really good. Really good. Um, especially with, with, with Outkast, man. Because they was making some really, really great music, man. You know, and they got to the point to, you know, they wanted to take the reins and make them make music by themselves because they, yeah. they learned from organized noise. So now it's time to, you know, take the training wheels off and, you know what I'm saying, go for what you know. But, uh, man, yeah, man, like uh, I say, when we did Soul Food and Still Standing, once those two albums were out for me, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I think, <laughs> I think we got them. I think we got them. So that's why I was like, yeah, we can hit them with a world party album. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can let people know that, shit, we ain't hard like this all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? We like to get out and have a good time, party, you know what I'm saying? Say what's up to the ladies and, you know what I'm saying? Do all that type of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I thought that uh, World Party was a, a great album because we put out three different records. You know what I'm saying? Those records didn't sound the same. Mm -hmm. you, couldn't, you couldn't reproduce a, a masterpiece. All you could do is come back with another one. You know what I mean? So, man, like I say, big up the uh, Organized Noise, man, for producing us. You know what I'm saying? Producing us, man. That's that's yeah. the great part about being my uh, MC to have somebody produce you and be like, nah, I think you should say it like this. Or nah, you, should, you shouldn't say that. Or nah, you should cut your verse down a little bit like mm -hmm. this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, big up the real producers, man, that be producing. Uh, yeah, and producing. were you guys open to that criticism and everything too? Like, all right, we know they know what they're talking about. Well, you know what we were, the good thing about it is the organizers know they was our peers. Damn near the same age we were, you know what I mean? So. I can understand they might not want to come to Cujo and say, Cujo, man, I don't know, man. You might want to change that, you know what I mean? But you had to, you had to be feeling it within yourself, like, do I like this verse? Because mm, it's, it's, it's maybe like maybe one or two verses that I, can, I wish I can go back and, and do over, you know what I mean? But them being our peers and being the producers and, and want the same goal that we want, you know what I'm saying, to put that flag up for Atlanta, man, just let them get it out, man. Just get that shit out. Yeah. Just get it out. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked about World Party when all of you guys were up here on the porch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. talked about, like, the world wasn't ready for that. Yeah. It's it like was. they wanted you in a box. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I don't think they were ready to see the Goody Mob have a good time, man. Hmm. You know what I mean? And, and just being out on the road and doing them shows, and you want to see people jam into your music. You know what I mean? We didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw a motherfucker just looking. <laughs> just looking. I seen motherfuckers shoot a bird and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it went to where we really got with the world party, man, because we had fun songs like Get Rich to This. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? People thought it's that we was. a great song. People too. thought that we was tripping, man. Oh, y'all want to get rich to this now? I'm like, come on, man. I mean, we just uh, we decided to let our braids down. Decided to let our hair out, man. You know what I mean? We, we was able to go to uh, places like Japan, you know what I'm saying? Germany, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Other countries, you know what I mean? And um, shit, we was having a good time, man. So it, it's, it, it, it went over into the rap that we was having a good time. But we still had, like I always say, man, we still had songs, man, yeah. produced by Kanye West. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? Rebuilding, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Inshallah. So. Hmm. It's just that uh, I don't think people wanted us to, uh, I think it was the Get Rich song. If we probably came out with another single other than Get Rich to This, it might have been different, but like I said, Get Rich to This, man. We shot it in California, man. We shot that shit up under uh, an overpass outside. They turned that shit into a club outside, man. <laughs> so I was like, wow, man. So that's how I knew, man, that videos were really important, man. Yeah. And fast forward to today is, um, you know, do you still find yourself struggling trying to make music that people want you to make versus mm -hmm. what you want to make? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, for me, it is because coming out of uh, coming out of Goody Mob, man, first song being cell therapy, you know, people want to hear you saying something, you yeah. know what I mean? So that's kind of what the curse that we kind of been dealing with 
that people want to hear us uh, say something, which is not bad. You know what I mean? We done kind of mastered, mastered it now to where we can say it and it'll be entertaining now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just like we did the, the, uh, the Are You Ready with Survival Kit with Chuck D on there. You know yep. what I mean? It was a hard type of rock type of song, but it was still vibing, but it still had some elements to it. It's like, oh, they still talking about something. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, you, I'm still kind of plagued with that, with what I want to say and what I, what, what I think people want to hear. What I just do is I just kind of meet it in the middle, like with this last song I put out called Bills. You know it's what I mean? It's a great record also. Yeah. What I did was I just thought about, hey man, um, just something that everybody can relate to, man, is, is, is a bill. Everybody can relate to a bill. So uh, I put that out there. A lot of people say, now, oh, this feels like Goody Mob. This <laughs> feels like some Goody Mob shit. I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand that. But Goody Mob is also rap, trap, snap, crunk, and conscious. All that in, 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 in one mob, you know what I mean? So I'm just thankful for the variety, man, that we can give to the people, man. Nah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who produced Bills? Uh, my dog, um, Cavi. Okay. My dog, Cavi, got a California man. Uh, man, great brother, man. Been working with him for a while, man. Time we did that song, man, I was like, man, this is going to be something special, man. And then we put the visuals to it. Shout out to my, my kinfolk, Shouty Putt, and Director Bane, man, for shooting the video for me, man. Classic shit. Yeah, the videos look like it's been getting some great feedback. Man, man, man. Big up to my fans, man. Goody Mall fans, because they, like I said, they've been showing me love, like, man, this is this is what's up, Cujo. This is what <laughs> I want to hear, man. Keep on bringing it. You know what I'm saying? It's motivation and, and it's inspiring, man, to hear your um, your fans, man, um, comment like that. And then in the age we are now, we can comment back. Like, man, appreciate you. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. So. I be seeing my email full of people, man, responding to it, man. So, like I say, much love to all, all my fans out there, man. They've been down with the mob, man, since 95, man. 27 years, 27 man. years, man. When you guys put out Soul Food, did you ever think that you would have If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom at participating McDonald's. Have a career this long? I didn't, man. I didn't, because it seemed like we was always fighting. <laughs> Not amongst each other, though, but just fighting for the for the rights of a uh, uh, Southern music, you know what I mean? Because we was going up in New York, you know what I'm saying? Where it was definitely tough love up in New York, you know what I'm saying? To California, where they showed us a little bit, little bit more love, you know what I yeah. mean? Until we just started making our rounds around the Texas and then to the Midwest, you know what I mean? And then down into uh, Florida, you know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of really what it was. So <laughs> the years, years go by, you know what I mean? And you don't even know that you're making history. Hmm. Uh, you know, is that you just fighting for the, for the like, like CeeLo say, we fighting for the civil rights of, uh, of Southern music, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Because Southern music had a, a, a Still was getting a black eye back back in those days, you know what I mean? Just because of the content mm -hmm. of some of the music, you know what I mean? But you still had people like the Ghetto Boys out there. And I still got to big up um, Luke with the two live crew, man, because uh, yeah. definitely was bringing that, bringing that heat back then, man. You remember they banned him from radio? Yes. I was living in uh, South Florida at the so time. So, no, man, oh, yeah. they, man, they had it out for Luke, man. Yeah. Now, and my, from my understanding, Luke is almost like a, um, a, a DJ a Cool Herc. You know what I mean? Started as far as starting up the uh, the hip hop down there in Miami. Mm -hmm. Then they're almost the same way, man. I thought that was those parallels was kind of ingenious, bro. I thought yeah. that was hard. Yeah. Was there at any point you realized like New York was coming around to you guys? Uh, I think so, man. Um, I think that second round after we went to the Apollo, when after we was at the Apollo and uh, they booed. They was booing us for the uh, the Source Award okay, that yeah. the Outkast got. We came back around and had to do some more shows up there. Hmm. Came back to the tunnel, had to rock the tunnel. You know what I mean? I, I can even remember doing a show with Biggie, with Biggie Smalls, man. The stage was about this big. <laughs> stage was about this big, man. It was, I think it was Grandma Fonts Cafe or something like that. But uh, I think with, with I think with, with New York was they was all they was always about bars and lyrics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And 
and listening to some real deep southern uh, dialect, what we had, it was still kind of hard to cut through. You know what I mean? It was hard to cut through. But I think on I think on that World Party album, because we went up to New York and we got some tracks from um, from um, D Dot. Hey, we was working with um, um, Easy Moby. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think once we started working with some New York producers, I think they kind of like warmed up to us a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, I can't blame them. I guess they wanted to hear us rap on some New York, New York beat. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. Hey, yeah. That's what they're used yep, to hear. That's what it is. Hey, now you, you gotta got kind of go into their world. Right, right. Now you got some. Now you got up top brothers rapping on some oh, yeah. some southern beats now. You know what I mean? Which yep. is unheard of. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is cool though. You know what I mean? I mean that's what you got to do, man. You got to flip this thing, man. Let's keep it. Let's keep it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Keep it wet and juicy, man. So we can keep pushing this the envelope. Yeah. What is it about Atlanta that's, you know, where, where they have been able to stay on top of the rap game for, what, 20 years now? You know what? Um, and I don't know. And this is up for debate, man. Um, we've been studying, man. We've been studying, man. I know I've been studying this hip hop thing since like 84, 83 in middle school. So, I mean, once once I seen them brothers doing what they was doing up in New York, man, I thought that that was, man, some of the most fly shit that can ever be done with music. You know what I mean? I hadn't seen nobody doing that with music. You know what I'm saying? You got your your blues and you got your R&B. The closest thing to that was maybe rock and roll because they was just getting out of control, just feeling how they feeling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's... um. I think that's what that's that's what that was right there, man. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. No, you good. Well, we, so it's just basically like how many Atlanta. rappers coming out of Atlanta are on top of the game? It seems like you know, Lil Baby's had this run Baby, last man. few years. Yep. Thug before him, Twenty One yeah, Savage. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's an endless list. Yeah. Even Future. Yeah. You know, coming from you guys. You know too. what, man? I, like I said, man, I, those record companies. I feel like the record companies open up, open up the Southern acts, man because those guys are on major record labels. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But they started out with humble beginnings, but now they're on major record labels. You know what I'm saying? So I love what, uh, I love what, um, what Lil Baby doing, man. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a, I think he's a lyricist, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I think he can definitely put that shit down. And uh, for him to come up, if I'm not mistaken, under the tutelage of, of Gunner, you know what I mean? To where he, Gunner was writing his raps for him. And now he's on his own now and just is just doing great, man. I just think that that's a, um, I just think that's inspiration, man. I just think that um, Atlanta just been starving for that, man. Starving for that moment, man. Not to say that we've been looked over. It's just that it, it wasn't no really major record labels down here to start out with. So it was just independent from the jump. You know what I mean? With with Kilo Ali, you know what I mean? With Raheem the Dream. With uh, the Hard Boys, uh, Ghetto Mafia, you know what I'm saying? Ichiban Records, you know what I mean? Damage. So they was we was bubbling down here. We just didn't have that major, major push until LaFace came, you know what I mean? And then we was able to get on there with some rap shit with uh, oh, yeah. with with Outkast and Goody Mob. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we was distributed throughout the whole country, so people were able to actually hear what we sounded like. But the other part was to see. You know what I mean? You always hear, you always hear motherfuckers rap like, damn, this is what I think they look like. They might look like this, but when you finally see them, you're like, oh, okay. Cause at some point, we never did see what some of the uh, our other MCs, the other MCs looked like until we seen them in person. Very true. You know what yeah. I mean? So a lot has changed, man. You know what I mean? But a lot has still remained the same though. Do you remember the first time you met Future? Future? First time I met Future? I don't remember the first time I met Future because I didn't even realize that that was, um, he was some kid in Rico. You know what I'm saying? But, but I seen him hanging around a lot. And I was like, who is that? It's like, yeah, that's, that's me here. That's, um, that's, that's Reek Kenfo. I'm like, okay, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but that's what it's all about, man. Um, just studying your peers, if that's what you want to do, study your peers, man, and um, keep that ball rolling, man. Cause he was in the group called the Connect. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. with um with Rico Wade put together. You know what I mean? So definitely was um putting that new that new uh, energy out there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like he brought a new sound to Atlanta. Man, and I think that kind of what separates Atlanta is that it's always reinventing itself. Right, right. You're right, man. You're right. When you got stuff like, even though people talk shit about it, they say mumble rap. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't give it that name. Y'all gave it that name. Yeah, it was the media right. gave the it media gave me. that name. Same thing with snap music when Same I talked to Parlay. Snap music, you feel what I'm saying? So you wouldn't consider that as a another genre of music? <laughs> Come on, man. The South. If we're gonna consider that as a genre of music, man, the South just came up with three, four genres of music within the last what five, ten years. Nah, that's for real. So you know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of like how I would look at it. You know what I mean? I don't think they looked at that at the beginning, but that's how I would look at it is now, man. We are trendsetters, you know what I mean? Just like the, the, uh, the guys before us, the MCs before us, they were trendsetters also. So once hip hop got down here to Georgia, oh man, we was gonna trendset that thing out, man. We was gonna make it wet, man, we was gonna keep it fresh. I mean, because you ain't never heard us before like this, really. All you heard was Goody Mob and Outkast. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole bunch back here waiting waiting to come out and contribute to um to Atlanta hip hop. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as social media, at what point in your career did you start to embrace social media and figure out, all right, I got to be on this shit? Because you, you won't. You post on IG all day. You even on TikTok. Like, you really embrace this. <laughs> Was that a struggle at first? Did someone have to talk you into it? Or at what point did you realize, all right, I need to get you start using this? Remember MySpace. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Oh, yeah. You remember MySpace? So, you could upload like three songs. Man, yeah. So that was that felt like that was the beginning of of, of the social media for me, man. You know what I mean? And um, and I had a Twitter page. And if, if, at one point, I was just like, tweet, 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 tweet. I'm talking about no breathing room, no net. I mean, just tweet after tweet after tweet. Then Instagram came out. But the good thing about these um, social medias is that is that uh, it's free, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So if a, if a, if a, a up and coming MC or producer out there that don't have the type of budget that the majors are doing, man, what he could do is get him an Instagram page and build up your followers and all your, and everything. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That I build up my followers from from zero, man. I just oh, yeah. can't. I mean, I'm at 68,000 uh, followers, but them sixty-eight thousand that fuck with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't try no no extra shit. I ain't try none of that, man. You know what I mean? I just just did what I did. I remember saying to a guy like, man, they're not even because I wanted to follow some people that were had verified accounts. Mm-hmm. And I was liking their shit. They ain't liking my shit. I'm like, man, well, why do you follow these guys? Like, just, just, just be patient. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. And sure enough, man, they saw it. You know what I mean? So it's about being persistent with that. You know what I mean? And you know, having content. You know what I mean? And my oh, yeah. thing is, um, I try not to get too personal. Try not to get too political. You know what I'm saying? I just try to keep it, man. Just promoting my stuff, man. And and some up and coming MCs or producers that doing their thing that I that I deal with, man. I like promoting their stuff too, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm loving the um I'm loving the social media, man, because I don't have to not only promote my shit, I can promote other people's stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Very up true. and coming people's stuff, man. And then watch them grow and be like, damn, man, that's that's the part that that's that part that you want, man. You know yeah. what I mean? You want that part there, man. And it ain't, it don't cost nothing to repost some motherfucking shit, man. I don't see why that's so hard for some people, man. Like, it's even so hard for you to just like a motherfucker shit. You can't even just like it or comment on it. You know what I mean? That's that's crazy, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it all helps the algorithm at the end of the it day. All helps so the like, it all helps everybody out at the end. Ain't that some shit? Nah, for real. Wow. Yeah. Um, so let's go to 2002. 2002. This car accident. 2002. Yeah, so like, you know, what was going through that day before the accident? Man, that day, uh, that day I had just got my new wax for my um, for my new single. Man, it was red wax, man, with the black label on it, man. I was just so excited, man. My first 
like my first actual piece of vinyl. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I was out, man, just trying to get it to everybody I could I could get it to, man. Just really get with everybody, talk to everybody, man. I was all over the city, man, all over the city. And I remember stopping at the dungeon and uh going to uh going to the club, man. Going to the club, man. Dropped people off, had a lot to drink, man. But I was celebrating all that day, man. So, man, next thing you know, man, I'm on the way back home, man, and um, I fell asleep, but I didn't know I fell asleep until an airbag, to the airbag opened up in the car. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, once the airbag opened up, I was like, damn, bro, I'm having, a, I'm, I can't believe I'm having an accident. I can't believe I just ripped my shit. So I couldn't get out the car until, uh, until the paramedics came, and they actually got me out the car. And um, as they was rolling me into the hospital, that's when the doctor said, man, we're gonna have to amputate your, amputate your leg. Oh, wow. Yeah, right on the spot. True. Did you get a chance, like, were you aware? Were you able to see the leg at any I point? I didn't get a chance to even see the leg because it was, uh, I ran into a garter rail and a garter rail came through the gas pedal. Oh, wow. And it kind of slung me kind of around, kind of sideways like that, but I was still in the car. And I'm just thinking that my leg stuck, you know what I mean? She yeah. just feel like it's sleeping shit, you know what I mean? So. I looked up, man, it was a white lady standing there. So like I seen what happened. Uh, the paramedics are on the way. I'm talking about, I, she just popped up out of nowhere, man. Hmm. But that's just how it happens. It happened like that, it just popped up out of nowhere. Like I said, they came and got me out. And he let me know that um, he was gonna have, have to amputate it. I was like, damn, this is not gonna be good. Hmm. Motherfuckers not gonna wanna see a one-legged one -legged rapper. It's not gonna be good. So like I said, it took me a while mentally to get back to wanting to do music, you know what I'm saying? Wanting to, to uh, go out and just do anything, you know what I mean? So yeah, it took me a minute to do that. Did you have a solid support system around you at that time? I did, man, I did, man. My wife, uh, my four boys, at the, at the time, my youngest one, had, as a matter of fact, my youngest one had to be uh, induced because my, my wife was pregnant with him. Oh, wow. So she she had to be induced, but uh, yeah, man, I had a great support system. My my boys, my mom and my brother, my family. So they definitely um, definitely supported me. And I strongly tell people, man, if you you tired, man, and had too much to drink, I know you probably done did it plenty of times, like I did it plenty of times, made that trip plenty of times, man. Just pull over, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't even do it. Now, that's my advice to people like that. No, that's real. Yeah. Got to do that. What was your physical therapy recovery like? It was hard. It was it was tough. It was tough. Uh, the guy was an anesthesiologist. Once he once I came to, he's like, "Come, let me show you something." He's like, "I'm finna show you something." So he he lift up his leg. I was like, "Ah, uh, okay, okay." So he uh, gave me a lot of uh, a lot of literature to read, man, and. Um, he hooked me up with this doctor out in uh, Sacramento where I had got a procedure done where I can, uh, a weight bearing procedure that where I can, I can bear weight on my prosthetic. And I be going through these motherfuckers so much, man. Oh, really? Because of that particular uh, procedure that I had. It's called oh. an Ertl procedure. So where they, they link the, the two bones right here. Mm -hmm. They link them together with something like that. It makes it kind of like stronger. So, yeah, shout out to L.A. Reed too, man, for helping me out with that. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. 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 So what kind of helped you pull out of that depression, that funk that you were in? Then? Man, I pulled out, uh, I pulled out uh, The Man, Not The Dog, mm -hmm. my, uh, my album, my first solo record. I pulled that one out because I wasn't going to do it. Cause like I said, I didn't think people wanted to, they want to see the perfect, Perfect rapper at that time, you know what I'm saying? Perfect rapper, hair, face, everything. A nigga gotta be fine, a nigga gotta be goddamn, huh? Nah, nah, all that. I was like, I ain't feeling that shit now. I ain't feeling it now. But out of that, like I said, I was able to uh, crank out the Man Not the Dog, man, album. And uh, and that, that got me started. That got the ball rolling. That got my ball rolling, and I started um, releasing more, um, more albums. You know, I, I kind of started getting back into the, the swing of things, getting back inspired and getting back motivated. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and definitely um, 
that definitely big up to the, the artists too that was coming out at that time, man, because I was looking at that and I was seeing it and that was more motivation for me, you know what I mean? And um, I got a shout out Ludacris, got a shout out Shaka Zulu, them brothers came through and helped me. They really came through and helped me, you know what I mean? I got a shout out to the DOC. They just came out of nowhere, showed up at my house, man. You know what really? I'm saying? I'm talking about the DOC. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, like, wow. And and Mac 10, you know what I mean? And T Bars. Okay. And um and Tritch and um and, and uh Pepper, they reached out to me, man. So yeah, we had a um I did have a, another uh, support support system too. So I gotta big up my my comrades in um in hip hop, they definitely checked up on me. Definitely checked up on nah, me. No, that's love right there. Yeah. yeah. Um DJ K Slay, did you have a relationship mm. with him? Man, I had never met him, man. Really? Never met him, man. I um <clears throat> I just happened to reach out like, that's why I like this um this social media. Hmm. I was like, hey, he probably ain't gonna see this shit. But I, I, I took a chance anyway. I said, uh I said, K Slate, man, what would it take for you to just play my music? He said, send it to me. I was like, <laughs> like for real? And man, and a lot of people say, man, come on, you're Cujo. But no, bro, you can't assume that everybody like you, man. You can't assume that. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why I stay humble like that. I'm like, damn, for real? It's like, okay. Sent it to him. He hit me back. He said, he said, I'm gonna play this on my uh, I'm gonna play this on my next show my next show, Shea 45, Sirius Satellite. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put me in the mix, man. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to meet this guy. Can't wait to meet him. And then that's when um, I had found out that he was, he had got sick. Cause I was, uh, I was communicating with a producer that he was uh, working with called Suits. And Suits and I got a, a EP too, I just did this year. So I was stupid, crazy, man. Dumb, stupid, man. So yeah, I had reached, I was reaching out to Suits. I was like, man, yo, how K Slay? He's like, um, I, I, someone, someone told me that he was doing pretty good. He's doing better. I was like, that's good, man. That's great, man. Then the next thing I heard that the brother had passed, man. Yeah. And I was like, dog, man. That brother really, he was really about this hip hop, man. He wasn't, he wasn't discriminating on no coast. He figured yeah, out. Yeah, he always brought everyone yes, together. He knew what, it, I didn't realize that he, knew what it was up in New York. You, you, you seldomly have people that get it up mm -hmm. in New York. You know what I mean? It's not just about New York. It's about California, goddamn Chicago, Florida. It's about, it's about the whole thing. If we're gonna keep this thing being fresh and juicy and wet, it's about, it's about everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got, to share the, uh, you got to share this damn thing. I think he was one of them brothers that did that. Yeah. One of them brothers that did that. Condolences to his family too, man. Yeah, long live the drama king. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, how did the album A Town Legends 2 come about with Pastor Troy and oh, T-Bow? Oh, wow. Saw that one. Man, uh, actually, um, let me see. Someone brought that to, to me and T-Mo. Someone brought it to T-Mo and I's attention. And we was out, we was out in California recording. And um, they said, well, hey, man, just do these many songs right here and we're gonna get Troy to get on them. Now, I was kind of wanting, wanting to be in the studio with Troy to do it, but unfortunately we weren't able to do it, man. But that was kind of like one of the first times we was able to do, we did music in this one place, sent the music off somewhere else, and somebody else finished it up, and then you had a, you had a, um, a finished product, yeah. you know what I mean? But nah, man, that was, that was definitely, man, one for the culture, man, because motherfuckers need to know what they need to know what this a town is all about you know what i mean just because you got one group that might not sell a whole bunch of platinum records but they definitely the damn the backbone and the dirt of what's going on down here in atlanta georgia how it started you know what i mean absolutely so now nah, man pastor troy man big up for everything he did man just man just toting georgia on his back at oh, that yeah. time you know what i mean so yeah. yeah. He still robs, walks around with the Georgia hey, helmet man, you all. You gotta that, love man. it, man. You gotta love it. He walk around <laughs> with the belt and the helmet, bro. Yeah. Man, no, I ain't heard nobody taking it from him yet. <laughs> yet. For real. Um, I was doing some research and I actually saw that the uh, Age Against the Machine album was mm. actually supposed to be called We Sell Drugs. Yeah. That shit was hard, man. CeeLo is a character, man. 
He's like, man, I got some, um, cause we we bounce around titles and shit. And um, we did. We liked the title. We actually we love the title. Wow, what would they think, man? What would just the nostalgia of, of the title of that? We sell drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> One folks would have went to go get that record. You know what I mean? But the age against uh, age against the machine definitely was a, a fitting title for it, being how long we've been in the um, in the industry. You know what I mean? And still. Um, still going against the machine out here that uh, that wants to put this type of music out when the people want this type of music. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? So uh yeah, big up to uh big up to CeeLo for that that Age Against the Machine album, man, because he was out in California, man, we did some we did some incredible shit out there, bro. Yeah. Some incredible shit. And I almost thought that this was like a um a world party 2.0. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because we done the World Party album was done by different producers, and we weren't solely in Atlanta. Yeah, you know what I mean. And just like the Age Against the Machine album, we spent most of our time in on the West Coast doing that record, so it had a different feel to it, though. But I love that album, man. Especially you got to check that Father Time out on there, man. Oh yeah. And uh, that song, song we got on there with uh, with Ti, oh, killing it, man, killing it. Was there a deeper meaning behind We Sell Drugs? Uh, I, I think so, man, because at the time, that's all motherfuckers was really talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Trap music, yeah, yeah, everybody was trapping, right? So, like, hey, fuck it, we sell drugs too. Yeah, shit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> leave it up to CeeLo, man, to have those type, of, those type of double meanings for something, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. That's all right. Um, you got K-Files Volume 2 out right now. K-Files Volume 2. Yeah. So what's next? You mentioned you just finished the EP with the, uh, what's it with name? Suits. Suits. Yeah, with Suits. Okay. Man, um, actually I got another, uh, I finished two EPs this year. One is by the brother uh, Suits, and then this other producer, his name is Stu Banger. He works with uh, Eric Bobo of Cypress Hill. Okay. And this guy, Stu Banger, has a son named... Um, uh, banger too, right? <laughs> and man, the brother is, I think he's maybe about 10, maybe 11. He produced a track for me. Oh, wow. And when I say that track is crazy, dumb, stupid, man. It's amazing Whew. that these young kids can turn out man. some songs like this. Man, you can see him on there. His name is Young Banger. And he'll do a post. he say, Young Banger, chop them drums up. And he'll be <laughs> on that thing just... Man, so... Yeah, I don't even have a title for the. I don't have a title for those two albums yet. Okay. But um, yeah, definitely those are those are coming in the making. Those are coming. Yeah. 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 Um, your cousin's Malik Willis. He just uh, got drafted. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's my little cousin. Well, Mark Twain. That's Twain's son. Okay. So Mark yeah. Twain is my first cousin, with the Attic Crew. So yeah, yeah, Malik oh, Willis. Damn. Yep. He's gonna be up there playing with the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was some controversy when he first like got drafted. Yeah. Tannehill said it wasn't his job to mentor him. Right. What right. did you think of that when you saw that? Man, um, I, it was some tough love to me. It was some tough love to me because I can understand where he's coming from because you got Malik Willis to who they're talking about. I mean, everybody's talking about this guy. And you've heard you've heard of him too, so hey man, he he's scared. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to find the words for it, bro. But hey man, um, yeah, because it's like this guy's here to take your job eventually. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I so mean, it's like, how much game do you want to give him? I mean, but the, at the same time, he's your teammate. He's your teammate. That's my thing. Don't y'all want to win? Yeah. Do you want to win? Right. Even if even if a team play the Super Bowl and they win, the people that don't even play, they, they get win. A ring. Yep, they get a ring. So too. fool, you win <laughs> if he win. You know what I mean? So I think he probably probably thinking that thing. Oh, like maybe I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Because man, the brother's a talented brother, man. Absolutely, you know what I mean? yeah. He worked his way up, man, from from the bottom. You know what I mean? And you should be, you should wanna give that man some some tidbits you know what I mean you should want to do that man yeah. but I understand it's, it's tough love and he understand that too Malik understand that too so he cool he got a four year with them 
Yeah, just, he just signed. Yeah, yeah, just signed with him. So let's just let's hope um, that brother stay healthy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's major. You know what I mean? Man. Stay healthy. Uh, yeah. Watch your head. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your head now. How long have you been married now, Cujo? Uh, it's going on 24 years. 25 years. Okay. Yeah, 25 years. So I'm recently married myself, last couple of years, okay. man. So okay, what's some keys mm. to remit, you know, keeping uh, yeah. marriage 24, 25 years? Man, uh, compromising. Compromising. Sometimes, you know what? I'm wrong. I was wrong. You know what? You was right. You was right. That goes a long way. That goes a long way. And then too, man, um, the regular stuff, man, going out to eat, Fly will still do it. Fly will still do it, man. You know what I mean? A movie, still do it, man. Like my wife would just like to say, we just, let's just sit and just watch a movie. It might not be some shit I want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just me being there, chilling with her, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So that go a long way, man. I go a long way, man. You cook? Hmm? You do? No, she does all the cooking. Okay. I can cook. Like I, can my, cook. my main thing is barbecue. Barbecue. I hit the grill, man. And I do that once a week. Man, I've been barbecuing four days this week. For real. <laughs> hey, the weather's lie. right for it, man. Four days this week, man. So, uh, yeah, man, like some nice desserts. You know what I'm saying? Nice little wine. Mm -hmm. Always does it, man. You know what I mean? Candles, scented candles. You know what I'm saying? Perfume. They always like to smell, and I had to learn too. <laughs> Women like to smell good, and they like shit around them smelling good too. Like I got four boys, man, I got massive cologne. I mean, I could have 50 bottles on my nightstand. Uh, I'm finna get you another one. I, I really don't need one. Yes, you do. I like the way this smell. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a compromising thing, you know what I mean? And, and all, all people not built for it, you know what I mean? But it's a, it's a, it's an awesome thing, man, to have somebody there with you, man, all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be in your corner, even if you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got some of your partners, niggas ain't going to answer your phone call. You know what I mean? They won't even, they won't help you. They won't cook for you. They won't come get you. You know what I'm saying? With, with your wife, man, she going to be down there for you, man. She going to have your back, man. Absolutely. She going to have your back. Appreciate, Appreciate it, you. baby. Love you, baby. Yeah, thank you for the advice. Hey, man. <laughs> Anytime. All right, Joe. You got any shout-outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here, bro? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, like I said, man, I want to give a shout-out to Organized Noise. Definitely Organized Noise for, uh, for, for training. For training me. They didn't even know they was training me. Mm. You know what I mean? Definitely got to give it up to the mob, man, for... Uh, for, for the camaraderie, you know what I mean? Just having somebody to bounce some, some shit off of, you know what I mean? Having somebody that's, that you feel that's better than you and you can learn from them. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, I just gotta thank all my fans, man, that's just been down with me, man, since, since we first dropped, man, with cell therapy, man. And just to be still in the industry, man, 26, 27 years, and still able to drop music and your fans not saying, oh, you need to hang that shit up or try something else, Cujo. Nah, man, I really do appreciate that motivation and that inspiration, man, for sure. Yo. Moves to make, places to go, people to see. So wake and bake, pump the sheep, go have to count me. Miles to feed, cause they can't feed they self.